pandemic trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. Welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. Assholes. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast with another installment of Meet the Cast. Uh, we want you to get to know our cast a little bit better and a lot better way than to share some of their history with gaming and how it was played, uh, how it's played a role in, the, in their lives. So uh, without uh, further ado, let's meet Matt, one of our hosts. Hey, everybody. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, any, any nicknames you have, uh, anything to, yeah, let's to not forget us- about your co-interviewer here. Uh, you know, here oh. I'm in the corner, Sean, I'm just in the corner quietly sitting here with my uh, new mic headset where's that, and everything. Where's that, where's just that mute button? I gotta find that mute. Yeah, just go ahead and mute it. <laughs> go ahead, mute me. <laughs> okay. I haven't Sorry, said Sean. anything messed up yet, Nathan, you're prompting me. <laughs> so, uh, go but go ahead, Matt. Why don't you tell us something about yourself, buddy? All right. So uh, I'm I'm Matt McMullen, and I'm one of the uh, co-hosts of uh, AARPG. Um, I got a gamer tag of uh, Sergeant Splat, and uh, that's about it. Cool. And I, and I have probably many uh, other unflattering uh, nicknames. And we're done. Thanks, Matt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That was good job. Good job. That's it. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll start off uh, with the first question here. Uh, so, how old were you, and when did you? Uh, you know, what system were you playing when you first started? All right, so my uh, introduction to role playing games was around 1980. I don't really remember the exact year, so give or take a year. Um, and uh, my friend Matt Dema uh, invited me to play a game called Dungeons and Dragons, and he had one of the early box sets. And uh, so I rolled up a character and I played uh, a game uh, with him and a guy named Ralph, uh, who we called Ralph the Indigestible, uh, because he had uh, gotten eaten by a genatless cube and we rescued him and he got eaten by a purple worm and we rescued him. And we, we played, we didn't know the rules. We did it all wrong. We thought <laughs> hit dice were hit points. So we killed the purple worm at first level because it only had 15 hit dice. Uh <laughs> You know, we're a mighty warrior, <laughs> right? Right. So yes, and so he became uh, Ralph the Indigestible. But no, no, that was it. So that's about forty years ago, and uh, that was my first time uh, playing was D anD. D. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I, I, I've never known anybody I've ever game with to actually be eaten by a gelatinous cube. Yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah, because they're so slow. It's like. I have a attack. Why would you attack a gelatinous cube? Just walk. I, I think I almost got eaten in, uh, in Malcolm's game, Gold Sparrow. Oh, really? You might, you might have. I mean, I think a lurker above or beneath is a far more dangerous thing to attack you when you're lower level. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, what was your first character? And tell us a little about that character, if you can. Anything you know, peculiar or good, bad, the ugly, and how badly or you missed you thought you thought the character was supposed to be, and how badly you got it wrong. All right. Well, so in keeping with not knowing the rules, so <laughs> so so my first character un, un uh, uh, wasn't very creative. It was Matt the Mighty. 
and uh, he was a fighter. And oh my God. I, 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 yeah, it's Matt the Mighty. He was a fighter. <laughs> and I played with my friend Matt Demo a few times. And then it kind of dropped off. So I basically just played on my own. Like I had, I, I bought the little box set. I played on my own. I, yes, I do. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, and so, but the early set only went to like third level. So yep. it was like 2,000, 4,000, 6,000. And experience. And so I just figured, well, every level is just 2,000 experience points after that. And the way hit dice, I thought you rolled the number of hit dice per level. So like at first level, it was D8. At second level, it was 2D8. So, so needless to say, right, so fast forward about a year and a half after that, my buddy Eric decided, he, he tells us, he's an older kid, oh he's got God. a D&D game and he wants us all to play. And I bring my character sheet to him and he looks at it for a few minutes. He goes, what the heck? Because I had a 30-second level fighter with like 400 hit points or something like that. And after he got and he had first edition DD books. So he had the actual hard books. And and he when we worked it all out, I was six level. So that's <laughs> I still like the idea. You're like basically Thanos. Oh yeah, I didn't know in my own mind, right? It was like, you know, 30. Yeah. So that that was it. That was my that was my first character. Matt the Mighty, the 32nd level fighter with like 400 hit points. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds that's, like that's something was completely wrong. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm of the school as, as long as you're having fun, there's really no well, I was about to say there's no wrong way to play, but I've heard a uh of a game called Fatal, which which I think is pr- is pretty wrong. I'll, if you guys haven't seen that, I'll show that story sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, so uh, out of everything you've ever played, what's your favorite favorite game system? My favorite game system that that's a tough one. Um, so I mean, I would say that over the years, consistently, I've played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I really liked uh, first edition D anD D and three and a half, and and I like fifth edition. Mm-hmm. A lot. I, I like it because it's, and to be honest, I like it because it's easy. Um, I like it because it's got a lot of options. Um, I, and so that's kind of been my standby. I really did like, so I have a lot of systems I really did like. So I really did like Palladium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that in Palladium Rifts, you could have a party that has a colonist and a Cosmo Knight. <laughs> and they basically just said, you know, fuck play balance. You can do whatever you want, right? Just, and so there yeah. is some amazingness in that. And there's a there's a whole group of people out there who still uh, really like that idea of no rules. It just became tougher as I started to to DM more. That that was not that that wasn't as comfortable for me as a GM as I thought it was. So I, I think those are. Um, and then right now I'm messing around with Starfinder, which is good. I like it. Um, and it you know, it's, it's it's not a bad system. It's mm. not my favorite. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Really, give you a hard time. No one never guessed that. How Starship Combat Starfinder, Matt? Yeah, let's talk. Well, about I, you know, I like it, but it's got some issues, right? I, I think all <laughs> it's these hard systems, to please everybody, but yeah, yeah. It is. Right. I, I think that if in a perfect world you'd take little bits from different systems. So like fourth edition D&D, I thought had some interesting stuff, even though a lot of people didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warhammer, the updated Warhammer one that Nathan ran, I really liked the idea of like the stress, the party stress. Yeah. They had like that track. Um, 
in mm. the uh, the the Star Wars game that we played. I like yeah. the idea of having dice that you could both succeed, but maybe something goes wrong, and so <laughs> fell forward. Lots of little things. I, I never, I never got into the dice in that game. I have to say it right now. Uh, the Star Wars dice was provided <laughs> the system. I, I like the game. I like some of the concepts of it. We were going, but the dice drove me crazy. I just couldn't get into the uh, dice. I, I guess I, I won't put that on my list of things I want to run later for the podcast. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll soldier through it. Don't get me wrong. You know, um, you know, oh, but, come on, uh, Nathan. You yeah, know, come on, Sean. We got to be a bunch of like, we should We should all play like storm, asshole stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, just like real asshole stormtroopers, like tripping kids that going to get one. Dark side and then, game. And, but the way Nathan runs it, you know, he leaves the consequences. To, uh, you know, we we get attacked by, uh, you know, Baby uh, Yoda, you know, Baby Yoda, or <laughs> the Mandalorian would come in and kill us. Like, oh, it's a Mandalorian! Oh, I'm so, a fan, please. So think about it. Think of the games I've, I've run for you guys recently, like uh, like Alien and that Warhammer game had the stress mechanic, and Star Wars had, had consequences. This, you know, I would have done the Warhammer game just because Warhammer is uh, such a brutal universe. I'd, but that was before I was able to do that. I've got that downstairs. So, Sean, if you never played, it was really cool. They have I played Word. Is it like the old Warhammer? Or is no, it Warhammer? well, oh. it's similar. It's, so I have the old Warhammer role-playing, but Nathan had a new one, and it had, like, this little board. And, like, as things happened, he could, like, up the stress There's of the party. And it was a like party tension. board. Oh. Yeah, that sort of, of makes cool sense because, you know, group combat or group tactics, and that and is true. You know that. It's a... Uh, the group stress will go up when certain things go go down. And, and there's things that the party could do depending on the type of party they chose. And so it was neat. It was like it, it was a little board gaming, a lot of little moving pieces, which kind of took away from it. But it's, that was kind of where that was kind of their first try at the the funky dice system, where the Star Wars came into it. That was kind of their first yeah. try. And now they have this thing called Genesis, which is taking that and made it a generic role playing system. But, uh, but oh, okay. I know this is all about Matt, but I do want to point out, I was like, That's Matt, cool. I really want you to look at uh, stars without numbers sometime. I think you might. Stars without numbers. Yeah. Okay. Do you, So Matt, do you have a favorite character or characters, not Matt the mighty? Do you have a favorite character or characters that you have played? Follow on if not already included in your answer. And why this character was so memorable to you or somebody right. else's character. Doesn't have to be one so, of your characters. No problem. So I, for a uh, favorite character, I'm going to go uh, old, I'll go old way back first. So my favorite character that's kind of stuck with me forever, not going to be a surprise to anybody is Groomash, my half orc assassin. Um, that was my first, I, either first or most memorable uh, from my college days at uh, PG, and that was where I met most of everybody, and and so that was kind of for me like the heyday of um, gaming, at, you know. Um, and so Groomesh was was my favorite character. I really liked the the concept, the story, and um, yeah, it was just different, right? So like nowadays, you play like a half orc, and it's just kind of like, oh, look, you're a half orc, yay, right? Like no one cares. And it was like such a big deal back then. And uh, so, all right, that was one of my favorite characters. And um, why? But, but what was your favorite? I, I you know, it's funny. I, I like the fact that he had it was sort of, you know, I was younger. So like that tortured kind of character, right? Like the good guy, bad guy, like the Batman, the Wolverine, you know, kind of character. And so he was dark and he was technically he was evil. Right? No, he was, he was sort of, and, and, and oh, he's evil. He was a killer. You know? He was a killer. And, 
Right. And and he's also the only, um, I think he's the only character I've ever played that has killed another player uh, twice. Um, yes. Now, I would say both times were was due to the other player's actions and not mine. Um, I would argue with that a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. Not that you and some other, with some assistance from the other characters were doing stuff to set that up, you know, because it was a personality conflict. We, we may have touched on this a little bit in my interview where I... I yes, you okay. did. We did, I, actually. So I would just say that, so the, the very first character I killed was the paladin, right? Yes, it was Marco's made paladin. absolute sense. And Marco, I remember we were playing, he was on his horse, and he had that holy sword, and we were getting ready to fight the dragon. We were defending this town. There's a dragon coming. We need to be focused on that. And he, he's he got that holy sword, and he looks at me, and he basically said, I'm going to kill you. Like, you're evil. I'm going to kill you. And it was that night that I got that, I, the old rules where you could do assassination rolls. So I, I tricked him, lured him into the alley, and, and killed him. Uh, and if I hadn't done it on a first roll, he probably would have died anyway, because both James's character and Nathan's character were there waiting for Amaso. No, um, I remember that. I'm going, and uh, I remember and, that. And then the other guy was the one who we hadn't played in years, and we all got together at someone's apartment. I can't remember where or house. I can't remember where we were. You got to go back though. That that's the win. But go, go back to the why, which was at PG. Yeah, why? At PG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah do you? Do you because I told the re- I told it from my point of view of, of why yes. we killed him. Do you? Well, no, so from mine was that he threatened to kill me. He said he had his holy sword. Said you're evil. I'm no, not 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 Marco. You. Not Marco. I mean. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. So so go forward, and we're playing it a few years. We're all back. I think I was back on leave from the army. We hadn't played in a while. We all got together at someone's house or apartment somewhere, and we're playing with this guy, Vaughn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and Vaughn's a good guy. He's fine. He is a good guy. But we were right. playing, and he hadn't played with us in this campaign. We ran this campaign for a very long time. Mm, you're you're forgetting. I don't something. think he played. Yeah. yeah, you are forgetting something. Yeah, because the the whole reason like, we, we insulted. Yeah, but that was at PG, and then you didn't. We didn't kill him for like until like a year later. Oh, yeah, James wanted to kill him because he stole there. from No, no, no. Because we that were was sitting. A ruthless group of people. We were in, the, in that conference room at school, and we both yeah. stood up. Do you remember yeah. that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have the completely different memory. Yeah. So yeah, he had stood. He had said something about my character's mother, yeah. right? And not knowing that Nathan and I's characters shared a mother. There right? we go. There and like we go. literally. People in the room like, held their <laughs> breath, no, right? It was like, and even though this is a game, right? And we weren't really like, we didn't personally take it, right? But it was like the character, there's like this is tension. And yeah, that was the fight where we were fighting the where the where uh, frost giants. Yeah, and I had Malcolm's character summon a fog, and in the fog, I assassinated uh, his character. I I almost killed his character back in PG because that was the one where I was at the door with the lock and I set off the poison gas trap, mm-hmm. but I didn't breathe. And so he was at the end of the hall. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, Hey, come on over. And he came over and he failed his saving throw. He started dying. I was like, Ugh. and I drug him out and I didn't, you know, but uh, just yeah, let him die dead. that was, that was the other one. But both times it's been because other people's actions. Uh, and that was kind of my last yeah, yeah, you didn't, evil you didn't character too, I think. I don't think I've played an evil character since. Now, I remember that because, Matt, I remember being like, this isn't how I play D&D. We're not supposed (laughs) to kill other party members. (laughs) And I was like, chaotic good, I think. That was my favorite alignment. You know, and I'm going, 
I don't know if I should be allowing this. I should, maybe I should do something, but then they'll kill me probably. And, I, <laughs> and, and, and Malcolm will let him. So I just didn't know what to do. So I just sat back and like stayed the fuck out of it, basically. Um, yeah. So. so so I think there was that, and I, I liked the fact that he had the the mask, and and he had to hide the fact that he was half work because it yeah. was a real stigma, right? Yeah. Back and then, yeah. Um, there was that kind of like kind of love hate hate love between him and uh, Malcolm's cleric, uh, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, right? So that was. Again, that, that was that was my favorite character. That was before the Orc Civil Rights Movement when they got emancipated. So right. you know, I mean, I understand why you would hide your identity. Well, right. I play a version of Groomash now, like an alternate reality of him in a Starfinder game, and he's like a half orc. He's from a nice family. Nobody cares. Like you know, it's like it's just like oh, you're a half orc. That's great. You know, and it's not like oh, your parents were you know whatever. You got so, weird teeth. Yep. So that's 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 my favorite back then. My my favorite now has to be Darg. Darg. Uh, Darg the bastard, the chaotic neutral fighter uh, <laughs> that first got life in Nathan uh, ran a game many years ago. I think we were first level. We went first to fourth level, right? Yeah, something like that. We're on an island or something like that. Uh, peninsula, but there's like this weird dual de- deity thing I had going with the ocean and right some weird stuff. So Dark Dark's my new favorite one just because he is he's like a mixture, I don't know what he, he he's just he's kind of crazy, right? He's like poor judgment, doesn't believe in like personal belongings. He'll he'll just like give his wealth away. He's uh, like, he's like I'm going to take this so to, for the people watching we play a game and we're playing the D. We're in this, you know, playing the old D and D. We're in a giant's fortress, and he goes, "This this carpet's amazing. I'm taking it with me back to my place." I'm like, "You're doing what?" Now I'm no, playing a warforge, the- like a logical, this right. logical cleric, and I'm going, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes, Met- "Listen, my friend, we you got to help me take this carpet." I'm like, "We're in the middle of a battle. What are you What are you doing?" It was- it was the naughty tapestry. Yeah, it was yeah. a naughty tapestry. It was the naughty tapestry. He wanted the naughty tapestry. <laughs> Metal man, you, you you could go with these fine. I have no penis. Why do you not have a penis? <laughs> yeah, Dar- Dark is both an idiot and a philos- and a philosopher all at once. Yes. Right? So I'm I thoroughly enjoy playing him. He's yeah. sort of my reckless. I find him amusing. Yeah. So that's it. Those are my, those are my two favorite. I, I've I've had several other favorites. Um, you know, th- those two stand out. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, why why do you play role playing games? All right. So, why do I play role playing games? Um, I'd say a couple of reasons. Uh, one is um, so I grew up. My mom, uh, when I was little, read to me a lot, and she read to me when I was really little, like The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, um, some of like the uh, well, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, just a few of the other. So I kind of had that love of fantasy and adventure and stuff like that kind of ingrained in me. And uh, so I already loved all that stuff. And then when I found D&D, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, like I can actually, you know, I can write or be in my own story and, and, and kind of live these kind of alternate lives and stuff. And so it's, it's a nice escape. Um, But I, I just think it's fun it's 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 more interactive than a book right so like a book you read it and it's already been written uh you can enjoy it i like reading but being part of a story writing it as a group of people all together 
I think that's super cool. So that's that's why I like it. And well, it's social. Cool. It's social. Yeah. All you know, the times we've sat around till four or five o'clock in the morning, just, <laughs> you know, at a Chi-Chi's or a Denny's or wherever the hell would let us stay, you know, talking about stuff that wasn't even real, right? It was like slaying pieces of chocolate lives. cake under, underneath the table and yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling into that. How does real how does real world experiences uh shape how you play RPG, Mr. Chocolate Cake under the table? Oh uh, well yeah, alcohol plays a lot of how no. Um <laughs> I let's see real life. I mean I, I just think um it just depends on the game. So if I'm playing like D D or something like that, right? Like I don't really fight dragons for real, so I don't have any experience. Um, I, I would say, um, you know, depending if we're playing a more of a modern game or something. Uh, so I do have prior military experience and I, I've done some traveling around the world. And so I kind of have that um, that vocabulary and some of those experiences that help me kind of as a player, uh, sometimes as a GM, um, sort of in like military situations, but but also not taking it too far because it is still just a game. Um, but that's, that's, I think that's it. You know, just, uh, that's about it. <laughs> you know, I don't know, four, 40 years of life. I don't know, you know, that, that sort of that kind of. Never mind, it's all like about dark stuff because I've seen so much, you know, the worst of people. But right. I've seen the best. So I, I get it. It's based on what you, what you do. Um, I think, uh, all we do is based on what you do. Some of us bring something to the table, you know, something different. Yeah. And it changes. I mean, like when my attitudes and the things that I will watch or not watch, like I used to like watch a lot of horror movies when I was younger. I don't watch horror movies anymore. Anything with kids, I'm kind of like, eh. Once I had kids, you know, it kind of changed sort of things. Um, not me, man. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, no, I think that's it. You know, there's just everything that you've done or experienced kind of builds in on, on your um, – how you look at the game, how you, how you look at problems. So again, my work, I deal a lot with problem solving. So, and that's another thing I like about gaming is problem solving. Yeah. Never happens. That's uh, sort of what I do. I, <laughs> I fix problems by today. Oh, well, I won't get into that anyway. Um. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? So we, we, we all know that, that, you know, there's, there's, a lot more like gaming stores now uh, than when we were growing up, and there's there's streaming and podcasts and and everything else. So why do you think they're so popular role playing games? Why do you think they're so popular today? So I think I think they've like like almost all things geek. Um, they've kind of come to the forefront of being so part of it. Geeks become cool. Right. So, you know, think think of things like Comic-Con and all that 20, 30 years ago. Right. It was just the diehards. Right. You know, Gen Con is like just it's I've never been, but it's it's packed like it's crazy. So I think that, you know, things like, uh, you know, Harry Potter, the Lord of the Rings movies and just culturally. So it's in the forefront of the culture right now. It's very popular. But I think at the heart of it, that's not enough to keep people I think the reason that when people get brought on board who've never played before and um, do it is that ever since we sat around fires, literally with little you know cave sticks and stuff, we've been storytellers. You know, we're, we're a species of storytellers. We like you know uh, we passed our history down in stories. 
You know, we tell stories around the campfire. Uh, we get together, we tell stories. And um, and so I think that's what it is because that's what role-playing yep, is. It's a collective storytelling. So I, I think that's why it's popular. It's just ingrained in us. That makes sense. That makes sense. People like stories and talking stories. And uh, that's why I think Mason likes uh, GMing so much because he has these screwed up scenarios. He wants to throw us into all the time and, you know, just drop things off. It's like, I don't see you I'm, never gonna, I, I'm never going to forgive you for the uh, <laughs> the elephant basically hanging, hiding on the ce- elephant alien hiding on the ceiling that dropped down. That's right. That we missed. It's like you've never watched an alien movie before. Come on. I have watched <laughs> alien movies before, but the aliens I have seen are all slender and svelte and sneaky. You basically had a rhino standing above us that just dropped down. <laughs> Aha! Like, like Batman. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, so, um, we talked about this and, you, you know, um, if everybody, you've asked the same question. So it's a pandemic and how it changed how you, I'm going to ask, expound on this question. How has it changed how you game and what, what benefits have you, do you think we've gotten from gaming out of the pandemic? Um, I mean, my answer is probably going to be pretty similar to other folks. So I'm gaming more now than I have for years. You know, I you know up to the point where I almost have to be like, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a little too close to too many, too much gaming. Um, but uh, I know that's blasphemy, right? Can't, no. <laughs> right? There's not there's there's no such thing as too much gaming. Uh, but there is too much gaming wife. and a job and a family. Right, right, right. Just joking. So as long as I take uh, out the trash, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, I think it's, um, it, it's made us, uh, made me be more consistent. Um, I've also liked the opportunity to learn, um, some of the technology that I think we had tried before, like years ago, we tried to do, yeah. um, not rule 20, but there was another software program with it. Well, maybe it was no, rule no, it's rule 20, but paired with some Google Hangouts thing. And, yeah, and, and, and it was here, and you've done a superhero thing that you had a some sort of system you used for once uh, for characters to log in, but I never got into it because my computer sucked. Right, we had a game. we had a few different things that we tried to do, and and so I, I've really enjoyed seeing how this has put a, a spotlight on those companies, and so the technology is better. There's more resources. I actually find it. Like I'm, I'm wrestling with post COVID that as much as I like seeing people and getting together, um, when I look at how we're all sort of geographically separated, even the people who live within the same little tri-state area, you know, or two states and one that should be, uh, is, uh, is, you know, you're asking someone to drive, you know, an hour or so to your house, stay for several hours and then drive home with all the drunks and the crazy, you know, now it's, we can get together, we can play and then, you know, we can play more because you just turn it off and you go to bed, you know? And so I'm wondering how much I even want to go back. Um, And as the VTTs get better and better, um, you know, the gaming experience becomes better I, I don't know. I I, I want to go back and play some live in person games with people for sure. I'm looking forward to another Geek Weekend. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I I, I don't know if I want to go back 100 percent to, to well, when this is done. Well, I don't know how Nathan feels, but we're not because we're going to do the live thing. Um, 
You did also just, and Nathan also noticed probably as well, that you did be made 495 sound like the uh, Mad Max Beyond the Funk of Thunderdome <laughs> chasing people. Um, uh, and I mean, we've all discussed that actually. I, I thought Nathan expounded real well in his thing, and I, and I did as well. I think this has helped me a lot because there's no way, there's no goddamn way I could have been able to do this. Like, no. Like you said, there's no way. I think it's, it's you know, like Koopo. Tony's in Jersey, for God's sakes. Right. Um, Chris is up in above Baltimore toward Aberdeen, you know, and um, there's just no way, you know. I mean, we, would, we could do this in live, but it would be three of us with you. It would be Nathan, me, <laughs> right. and Tier, basically, and we'd have to bring somebody else in. Uh, well, whoever this, that this would opens, be. Yeah, this opens it up for any of our friends. Right, yeah. Where, yeah. wherever they've moved, right? Yeah. Well, that and then we could do like time zone uh, hybrid situations where you have some people local and some people up on a TV. You know, like, kind of like what we, what we try to do with the Star Wars thing. Away yeah, back. or we could do live occasionally. You know, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah. yeah, I definitely want to do some live because I just want to hang out with you guys. But yeah, and the other thing is, people who are on uh, I've I found people who are on the screen are more of a disadvantage than people in live. Because you get talked. That's I don't know anybody successfully. I like to see see somebody successfully manage that, and Nathan, and see see how they overcame that. Unless you, we put shock collars on all of us, and when the person on the screen wants to speak, they hit a buzzer. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. shut the hell up, people! Right? Yeah. Shut the hell up! Shut the hell up, John! Stop. So uh, uh, I, I have a my own question here. So uh, out of all the uh, the DMs that you played with. Uh, you know, since high school, who's your favorite? Who's my favorite DM? Oh, there we go. So, this is a loaded question, right? Is it Nathan? He's our DM for our first game. Yeah. Up somebody. Make I, up. I love this. Right? Here. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give a politically correct answer. What I'm going to say is basically for some of the game systems is, you know, so so I, I, I've i got a, for my GMs, I've got, Primarily, I've had a few, but three basic GMs that I, you know, so uh, Lee Bacon, mm-hmm. right? And so what's funny is, is that for Lee, I there were there were some aspects I didn't, like, but I really liked his story, and I thought he was a good GM, and he was like my first like real adult kind of GM. Like when I go back to Eric and the guys who ran stuff when I was a kid, like that, you know, we probably all just muddled through. Um, I like I like Lee what he did. I, I like Malcolm as a storyteller because he paints very beautiful pictures. I just sometimes find that, you know, after an hour and a half of describing what's for dinner at the banquet, you know, it's like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's roll some dice, right? Um but she's been drinking now. Come on. But well, right. And so he's got he's painted some beautiful worlds like the Gold Sparrow world and the Robotech world. And I didn't even play in any of the other science fiction saga games that oh, you guys Heroes. did. The Heroes game was amazing. Yeah, he, right. He oh Heroes, right? Yeah. So Yeah, the Heroes so, and he did a good job with that. He just he had great villains. He develops great characters to you yeah, yeah. with great stories. He does. You know, so that that's the strength of his. That's a strength. Yeah, and then not sucking up, but I've also played a lot with Nathan, and so I like Nathan's GMing. And so what I like about Nathan's GMing, well, you know, it is it is it is that idea of like what's that that being John Malkovich, right? So it is there is something to be said <laughs> about having a GM who's a little crazy and likes to do weird shit. To people, right? <laughs> so there's there's something to be said, right? Because it you know it you're not quite sure what's going to happen. You know, Lee, Lee, you know, planned out, Lee, you know, very, you know, oh, Malcolm's got his yeah. things. 
There, there is, it, it's, it's the chaotic neutral GM, right? It's, no, no. That's my that's favorite that's alignment. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And you hit, you hit just about saying my, when I spoke, I, my, my frustration was Lee. It was like, he had great worlds or great characters, but it was sometimes for me too structured. Right. And for me, based on my personality, I would get just bored, distracted. I just didn't care anymore. And, uh, and you shouldn't be that way. And I couldn't get involved with that. But sometimes Lee was dead on. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I really enjoyed it. That was his one failing I sometimes had with Lee. Malcolm, I, I love Malcolm's gaming when he was really into it. And we, we had a, the right size group. It was great. And if, you know, bar, you know, I, I just felt that I loved his, like you said, I just loved his, he just built this world. Yeah. You know, that was amazing. I think Mal- yeah. like I love Malcolm as as a DM, and I think he really shines when he's got like a smaller group. When when you get like because like everybody wants to be in Malcolm's game, so when you have like twenty people, it's it's a lot harder for him to kind of give everybody the kind of the individual attention. And some people just grab more attention than well, others. Some, so well, some people take advantage. Like Malcolm, Malcolm's a very thing. The only failing I could say is he'll let people take their vision too far sometimes for a character. To point it unbalances the game. I don't and, have uh, a problem. <laughs> I know you don't. But the best thing ever, sir, Malcolm said he had two games in Ghost Bear. He had us who were underpowered, and he had this one group that a certain person we know did something that was within the rules, and they, Malcolm being like fair allowed it to happen, but it overpowered the group. And the group's problem was this is an interesting problem for a group to have. They would sit there and they had so much cool shit, they would spend half the session figuring out which cool things they would use in the fight. We would go, okay, what are we going to do? I'll shoot him, and then you hit him with an arrow, and you hit him with a club. And that would be our plan. And Malcolm would go, God, you guys are amazing. You're getting so far ahead so fast. Well, what's wrong with the other group? Well, they got too much stuff. You guys can't really do anything. So basically he said we're underpowered punks, but somehow we got everything done. <laughs> Nathan, you, yeah, you are a little fucker, Nathan. <laughs> but, you're, but, you're, but, but I like I like what you run. You, but you run off. The thing I really love about Nathan, and I do mean this, he brings so many different systems that I'm like, what the yeah. hell is this, Nathan? No, you're going to like it. Really, it's cool. It's got this and this and this. And I'm like, all right. And we try it. Most of the time, I agree with them. And you know, and Matt, you, you, you. I, I say you're sort of blended. I mean, from because really, as gaming masters go, you're junior to all of them, right? Uh, so you picked up from each of them because you do build a very detailed world. Yeah. And you, you know, like the first time you ran riffs and you had this whole storyline. I was going, God damn, what the hell, man? This guy built a whole fucking novel world he's got. And then you, you know, you, but you know, you, you let us do some stuff. You did a little bit of Nathan. You did some fuckery like Nathan does if we did something, but not as bad because you're not as, you know, not there. You don't have that, that, that sense of humor. But it, it, but I think that's, I think that when I see you, I see, you know, you talk about Lee and you got a little bit of all of that plus your own weird, effed up match sense of humor you throw into it sometimes like you when you had the robot come up in like the what is it the pleasure robot and i had my character uh the warlock marine and it's like hello i am and you made him deeter and you made him yeah. hit on him just because i'm like hi deeter hello captain lock hello i am deeter you like my man thought i'm like no why are you bothering me I'm just because just because it, it, it wasn't part of the plot, you just got this idea and you ran with it the whole freaking game. And I was just like, well, geez, like Nathan would just do something, something different. But you know, you you did the simple guy joke and you ran with it the whole time. So, so, so. I would say it's, it is a challenge as a GM for me, right? Because like I have like stories I want to tell, 
and I, I know that I have to balance between the railroad, right, too, too hard of a sidecar, but, but giving some freedom without it just turning into craziness. One of the things you're forgetting, Sean, is I don't, I don't remember. So um, in the original Rifts game, yeah. we played on April Fool's. We actually oh, got that session game. on April Fool's. Yes. That Before was, that we got epic. together... I had contacted all the other players except (laughs) Sean and each player had some weird devolving behavior that they had to play and do. And basically over the course of the night, were you in on that too? Nathan? No, this This is right up your alley. Right. So I, yeah, this is truly a Nathan. I had contacted everybody like by phone because that's what you had to do. So everyone had like this alternate personality kind of thing they were doing and everyone knew but Sean, and the whole evening just descended, descended until the end. Were weren't you guys all like larva crawling around? No, no, no. Or what happened or? was we we were fighting, and Lee, like our late friend Leroy had a juicer, and he was cracking up. I just thought his character was cracking up, and I'm like, "Well, he's a member of the team. He killed one of the people employed. And they were these chicken people, and I'm like, I figured Matt's doing some weird Easter thing. All right, I'm gonna go with it. It's gonna lead us somewhere." I, he's still pissed at me because we didn't do the other adventure. Let's just go with it because I was the leader, right? Greg had the costume night, he, and he started hitting on the uh, hitting on everybody. Right, and, right. He was and the I'm like, well, I'm like, what the hell? And Lee was the best because he was the perfect straight man. He goes, he started like flirting with machinery, and then at the end, he started trying to have sex with a toaster. Leroy just starts killing things. <laughs> And then I'm yeah, like, I'm like, like these like baby like worms with like little baby faces or something. Yeah, they were little egg like, creatures. And he just yeah. starts getting the chainsaw. I'll take care. And I'm like, no. And then Greg just stops and goes, wait, wait, I've had enough. This is enough, Matt. I'm done with this. I'm going, oh, thank God. You know, Greg's going to step up. He goes, you know, it's okay. I uh, I take the uh, such and such into my arms, and it was uh, Pam. And we start making love, and I'm like, <laughs> and that's where I went. And then I said, Matt goes, oh, and then. And then the, the roof rests off in a giant chicken saying, cluck, cluck. And I go, this is the complete bullshit. That's, that's what I said. This is complete bullshit. And then he said, April Fool's. So I said, God fucking damn it. Yeah. And I said, then I asked her, I said, do we get the money? And he said, what? I said, you said we're going to get money. I want money. But it was amazing. So if anybody's listening to this, this is why I'm such an asshole in the game. <laughs> Shit like this happens to me all the time. Because just, like just because. Because people like fucking with me because I fuck with them and I probably deserve it. So, yeah. But it's always a good fun. Uh, but I oh, love man, that. I had forgotten about that. That's wow. great. I did that's too. I should have brought it up in my thing. It's legendary. It's probably the best gaming prank that's ever been done to me. That's I got to be honest. It's the best, craziest thing that's ever been done to me. All right. Um, so we talked about what you're playing and running right now. You sort of touched on that with um, some of the games you're running. Like the, you talked about the Rifts game, which is now in uh, Dark Ages, and uh, which we actually talked about on our podcast. But you're, tell us what you're running right now. Yeah, so, I, so I'm running. Uh, I'm running um, my the sequel to my Rifts game, and I went through a big uh, kind of um, trying to find the right rule system because I didn't want to do Palladium again. So first I was going to use uh, D20 Modern and Sci-Fi. And then I found Savage, uh, the Savage World Rules. And they had an entire Rifts thing. And we started, actually the group started playing it. I could not, um, I was not comfortable with that rule set. The exploding dice. 
I thought that they did a very good job capturing the feel of being over the top. I thought that was cool, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. So then I found Starfinder. So I'm running it in Starfinder. I'm also playing. I've really, another thing from um, not so much the pandemic, but right before the pandemic, I started listening to podcasts for the first time, like real play podcasts, which kind of gave me the idea. But I also started playing uh, play by post. So I do a lot of uh, Starfinder Society and now Pathfinder Second Edition Society, but I do it all on Discord and play by post. And it's great because I, I was I started doing it when I was still at work and busy and taking the kids everywhere. So it's great. I'd be sitting in a waiting room or, you know, hanging out somewhere and I could just pop open my phone, check to see if anything was in write a little move and be done. And so play by post really works for me as kind of like background gaming. Uh, it's not as engaging as real gaming, um, but it's fun. It's it's a nice distraction. And so um, that, and, and that's really, and I just started this week running the Starfinder game. I'm running my group for all the way back to the beginning with another group of people. Hmm. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm playing, and I'm playing in podcasts. I'm playing uh, with uh, Nathan doing, we did the Aliens. So really getting into the Free League system. They're, uh, what's it called, Mutant Zero system? Or? Uh, no, you, no, it's a Year Zero, I don't know. Year Zero. No, I'm like, uh, I don't even know. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying their system. It's it's fairly simple. Um, and so I really liked uh, the, the Aliens, and, and I think I'm really going to like Twilight 2000. Oh, right. cool. Uh, so I, I think we're, we're coming up towards the end here. Is there anything yep. else you want to share with uh, the, our listeners slash watchers? No, I think just um, I think that uh, a mix of things from like the pandemic and uh, some of the things that happened last year really got um, all of us thinking about this podcast thing. And mm-hmm. I'm I don't know about everybody. I'm I'm really excited about it. I've had a lot of fun gaming with this group. I've had a lot of fun learning, like how to set up stuff. And 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 I know Nathan has done like a Herculean uh, effort as our our audio person. But um, I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm this is like probably the coolest thing. I haven't had like a real cool fun hobby that actually produced anything. Also, <laughs> I am uh, I'm pretty excited. So I hope folks enjoy it. And I look forward to playing with everybody and, you know, just having a good time, basically doing the same thing we always do, but just recording it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we all agree. And Nathan knows enjoy it. We all, we all enjoy it. Um, I think it's a good idea that you and Nathan had, and I, I think it's worth it. I mean, like I said, and I think uh, me and Tier Park have been talking for a while about, we've been talking about doing a regular podcast, just talking before all this took off and you know, it's something I'd rather do in person, obviously would have guests come sit down. I just think that that's more. So that's, you know, and as I said, this is, I'm using this to, when I do do it, to do it right. So I'm learning. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to get the right, right. You, you'll have the right gear. You'll yeah. Have, yeah. 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 And you can be like a guest and we can talk about how great your podcast and how <laughs> you know, we have 3 million followers and you know, you're driving a new Tesla, but uh, on that, so this will wrap up this session of yep. the cast and thank you, Matt, for sitting down and sharing your personal gaming story with us. Uh, and thanks again to the listeners and tuning into advanced age role-playing gamers podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and play games. And remember, kids, brush your teeth, get your uh, COVID shots, don't be an anti-vaxxer, <laughs> and uh, you know, and take care of yourselves. Be safe.